0: Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, March 30th, and you're tuned in to the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this one hour plus time period, 7 to 8 p.m. or longer, if the Lord leads us to go longer. And every Thursday at the same time, We come together for prayer, supplication, intercession, and petition, and prayer warfare on behalf of those of us who are parents of unsaved or wayward or backslidden sons and daughters. If you're a new listener, we welcome you to this podcast which is a live a live call-in program and if you're a regular listener we welcome you back the parents of prodigals podcast was born going on approximately one year ago by a burden i had for my own two adult children for their salvation And many times i have prayed that my son and daughter would surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. I testified about a week ago that my son, the Lord is faithful and he answers prayer. My adult son recently surrendered his life to Jesus Christ in answer to prayer and supplication and fasting. He accepted Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. And I thank and praise God for that. Now, of course, I am still continuing to pray for my adult daughter, that she come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You know, there are many of us who have teenage sons and daughters. Maybe they were involved in the church at one time. Maybe they used to come to youth groups, sing in the choir, or participate in the things of God in the church. And for whatever reason, it could be caused by peer pressure at school or in the neighborhood. Maybe perhaps they've lost interest completely in the things of God. Maybe the enemy has distracted your teen to get involved with other activities and abandon the things of the faith. That happens many, many times, and they no longer have a desire to come to church or read the bible or participate in family devotions many of us have adult prodigal sons and daughters maybe at one time they were very active in the church and they're married and have career responsibilities and family responsibilities and those things in and of themselves are not wrong but the word of god states that the cares of this life Can suppress and drown out the Word of God and the fruit that it should be bearing in a person's life. And often our adult sons and daughters become preoccupied with career, maybe the pursuit of riches or success, or maybe they are pursuing other things and they have put the things of eternity in the background and are no longer seeking the things of eternity. Some of us have sons and daughters who are incarcerated, behind bars, in jail or in prison. and We worry about them in those ungodly and dangerous environments. We pray for their safety. Many prisons and jails have prison ministries, and it is our prayer and hope that our prodigal sons and daughters who are behind bars are ministered to by whatever ministries are in these prisons, and that they come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ while they are serving their time in a correctional facility. Some of us have no idea where our prodigal sons and daughters are. They have left home, like the prodigal son in the story in the Scriptures. The prodigal son left home. No cell phones, no instant message no text messaging, the prodigal son left home and the father had absolutely no idea where he was, who he was with, what he was doing. Whether he was sick, laying in the gutter, or wherever he was, and I'm sure this father was praying fervently for his son's deliverance from bondage, and return home and salvation. And the Word of God clearly states, we don't know how much time passed, the scripture is ambiguous about this, but the Word of God states that eventually the prodigal returned home to his father, begging for forgiveness. And like any loving father, the father welcomed him home and threw a great feast, and he was forgiven. And that's the way our Heavenly Father is when it comes to the prodigals who come to him in full repentance, surrendering their lives to him. The Word of God states that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It also states that God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, and so we pray for our prodigal sons and daughters. We pray for their deliverance from whatever is holding them in bondage. Maybe perhaps it's drugs or alcohol, the strongholds of drugs and alcohol, the stronghold of sexual addiction, the stronghold of being a lover of pleasure, the stronghold of perhaps bitterness. Maybe your prodigal has had a bad experience in church. Some prodigals are prodigals because they have seen hypocrisy. In the church, and they want no part of the church. And the enemy has made them bitter and has blinded their eyes. Hey, there are too many hypocrites in the church. Don't surrender your life to Christ. That is a lie from the enemy. The Word of God states that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if he can distract your prodigal by keeping their eyes on Christians instead of Christ, then they won't come to a saving knowledge of Christ keeping our eyes on the lord is what needs to be done man will always fail there will always be hypocrites or people who are inconsistent and the enemy would love to have your prodigals keep an eye on that as an excuse not to surrender their life to Christ it is a deceitful lie from the enemy so that your prodigal end up in a Christless grave and end up in the lake of fire for all eternity the enemy does not want your prodigal to accept christ and so he will lie to them and distract them in any way shape or form that he can this is a live podcast and we welcome your participation and involvement in this one hour period of time If you wish to call in with a testimony on what the Lord has done for you, we would welcome you. If you wish to call in sharing a scripture on what the Word of God means to you, how it has spoken to you, perhaps as it relates to prodigalism, we would love to hear from you. Perhaps you want to share an insight what you have to say can encourage and edify someone who will be listening this is an ironing sharpening iron podcast mutual edification and encouragement and i believe at the next event on the biblical calendar is the rapture i've said it many times i'll be saying it again throughout this podcast and we don't want our prodigals to get left behind to face A terrible time of judgment on an unrepentant and rebellious world so again we welcome you to the parents of prodigals podcast we want to minister to you and pray for your prodigal son and daughter perhaps maybe you would like prayer for your prodigal just text the message in we will see it on our screen and we will bring it before the throne of grace when the time of prayer Comes If you want your request to be anonymous, or perhaps an unspoken request, we will respect your confidentiality. We don't want to embarrass anyone or place anyone in a position of embarrassment. Perhaps you want to just ask for prayer for your prodigal son and daughter and leave the details out. That's fine. The Lord knows the details. Nothing is hidden from him. But we will honor your prayer request for your unsaved son and daughter. God has answered my prayer for my son, and I believe he will answer my prayer for my daughter, and he will answer your prayer for your prodigal son and daughter. If you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. Jesus said that to Mary and Martha when Lazarus was in the tomb. All things are possible to them that believe. You know, when Lazarus died, he was in the tomb for three days. And the Jewish people believed that when someone died, the spirit of that deceased loved one would hover over the burial site for a period of three days if there was ever a chance of that person coming back to life and the spirit re-entering the body it would have to be in that three-day period because on the fourth day the spirit would depart from the gravesite and all hope would be gone and so what would happen is the family would hire additional mourners to come to the gravesite to wail and cry and scream, perhaps hoping that the spirit that is hovering over the gravesite will hear the wailing and crying and would re-enter the body of the deceased relative. And even then, the deceased relative was in a tomb, and the tomb was not permanently shut, because if the spirit entered the body again, the person would need to come out. But when the fourth day came, the Spirit would depart, and all hope would be gone. That is when Jesus arrived. He didn't arrive on day one, or day two, or day three. Jesus arrived at the burial site on the fourth day. When, in human reasoning, all hope was gone, the tomb would be permanently sealed, and there was no chance of resurrection, and that may be the case with your prodigal son and daughter. You may believe that the situation is hopeless. That it is a done deal. Your prodigal cannot and will not come to Christ. But nothing is impossible for our Lord. And the same way Jesus arrived on the fourth day, beyond the point of all hope, and told Mary and Martha that all things are possible if they can believe, he raised Lazarus from the dead. He resurrected what appeared to be a permanently dead situation, and the Lord can permanently raise your dead situation and save your prodigal son and daughter. we again invite you to participate in this live podcast. We want to welcome our listeners here in the United States from a variety of locations. We have listeners, and we welcome the listeners from New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho georgia alabama maryland tennessee texas ohio utah wisconsin west virginia new jersey montana minnesota louisiana new hampshire oregon and washington state i mention these states individually because every listener to this podcast is important And we welcome and thank God for your tuning in. Worldwide, we want to welcome listeners from Mexico, Ontario, Canada, New South Wales in Australia, France, Uganda, the United Kingdom, and Brazil. We welcome all of you. Some people may be listening to this podcast live others because of time differences or maybe perhaps they're in the same time zone and they're at work or are not available to listen live will be listening at a later time maybe through a download and listening to the recorded portion of this podcast the lord can move through a downloaded and recorded podcast just as easily as he can move in a live program the spirit of god does not have any constraints. And so if you're going to be listening to this podcast through a download maybe a day from now, we thank you for listening, and the Lord will move in the life of your prodigal. Only believe all things are possible to those who believe. I want to get into our devotional this evening and the title of our devotional tonight is the Rapture and Our Prodigals, The Rapture and Our Prodigals. And our scripture text is taken from First Thessalonians, chapter four verses thirteen through eighteen. First Thessalonians chapter four verses thirteen through eighteen. And I'll give you a moment to find that scripture text in your Bibles. Well, as all of you may know, I often state, as I did a moment ago at the beginning of many of my podcasts, that the next event on the prophetic biblical timeline is the rapture. I state, and I firmly believe, that we are not living in the last days, but that we are living in the last moments The last seconds. I believe that the signs of the times indicate that the rapture could happen at any moment now. It could happen tonight. It could happen before this podcast is over. Or it could happen in mid sentence while I'm yet speaking at this moment. The rapture is perhaps the most important piece of biblical prophecy for us as believers, since it could very well impact you and I. Personally, And one thing is certain, either death or the Rapture could very well determine where our unsaved sons and daughters will spend eternity. Eternal life with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, or eternal suffering in the lake of fire. And so this evening I want to review five key points regarding the Rapture some of which are great cause for concern, not just because our unsafe prodigal sons and daughters would get left behind, but because how many churches today are ignoring or playing the topic of the rapture down. These five key points are as follows. Number one, the meaning of the rapture. Number two, the certainty of the rapture. Key point number three, the blessed hope of the rapture. Number four, the horrors after the rapture. And number five, and most importantly, the preparation for the rapture. And now let's read our scripture text together. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 through 18. will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord therefore comfort one another with these words join me for a word of prayer please as we begin our devotion <clears throat> heavenly father i thank you for this brief time compared to all eternity when we can come together ironing sharpening iron mutual edification and encouragement and most of all intercession and prayer and prayer warfare on behalf of our unsaved or backslidden sons and daughters we don't want to see them go into a christless eternity we want to see their names written in the book of life the lamb's book of life and have a glorious eternity with our lord jesus christ salvation is what we pray for for our prodigal sons and daughters and so i pray two things lord one For those of us who are parents of unsaved or prodigal sons and daughters, that this be a time of edification, strengthening, and encouragement, that all will be well. And I pray also that if there are any prodigals who are listening to this podcast, that your spirit would touch their hearts and open up their minds to the truth of the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let what's said here tonight, and shared, be a blessing to all the hearers. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's get into key point number one. The meaning of the rapture. The meaning of the rapture. Simply put, the rapture is an event Where all who have put their trust in Jesus Christ have completely surrendered their lives to Him and are living for Him, admitting they are sinners, and taking self off the throne, and accepting Christ as Lord of their lives and Savior of their souls, both living and dead will suddenly be caught up from earth, be joined with Christ in the air, and taken to heaven. The word rapture comes from the Latin translation of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 17 which translates to Greek harpazō to catch up or carry away in Latin it is rapimur from the Latin word rapio rapio the Greek word harpazō occurs 14 times in the New Testament with no less than 4 differences of meaning but all with the same message that will contribute to our understanding of what's going to happen. First, Harpazo can mean to carry off by force. Christ will use his glorious power to remove living and dead believers from this earth. Second, Harpazo can mean to claim for oneself eagerly. Our Lord Jesus Christ purchased us with his blood. And he will return to claim those who are his. Praise God for that. Third, harpazo can mean to snatch away quickly. The rapture will happen according to First Thessalonians chapter 15, verse 52. In the twinkling of an eye, it will be a sudden event. And fourth, harpazzo can mean to rescue from danger of destruction. This meaning supports the idea that the Rapture will save the Church from the terrors of the Tribulation, which I will mention later on in the podcast. That is the meaning of the Rapture, simply put. The second key point is the certainty of the Rapture. The certainty of the Rapture. There are many people, even some Christians or so-called Christians, who make fun of the Rapture. They ridicule the idea of people being caught up in the air, or graves being opened, or people being taken up into the sky. I assure you that this is no laughing matter. The rapture is an actual event that is really going to take place. This is no time to minimize or make fun of such a glorious event that is indeed going to happen. There are many so-called Christian leaders, or even pastors, who dismiss the rapture as purely figure of speech, a metaphor, not an actual literal event. News Network CNN, back in September of 2022, did a report on what they referred to as rapture anxiety, that the doctrine of the rapture was a destructive and unhealthy scare tactic harmful both mentally and emotionally to Christians. I even know of one local pastor in my area where I live in New York who actually stated that he wasn't into biblical prophecy and that the talk of the rapture when he was a youth made him want to commit more sin in order to get it out of his system. So he felt that frequently talking and thinking of the rapture was more harmful than good. This is absolutely and totally contrary to what God's Word teaches, as we can see in the last part of our scripture text, which commands us to comfort and encourage one another with these words. The third point is the blessed hope of the rapture. The blessed hope of the rapture. Throughout the Bible, primarily in the Old Testament, we clearly see how God removed his remnant, his godly people, sparing them whenever there was going to be judgment. We see this in Genesis with God sparing Noah from the flood judgment. We see this with God sparing and removing Lot from Sodom and Gomorrah. We saw earlier what can happen when we read the definition to mean that harpazo means to rescue from destruction. It is a terrifying thing and we need to be mindful of how imminent the rapture is and not dismiss it at all as many pastors or ministers or even Christians do. The scripture teaches in 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 that we are in our present earthly bodies we may groan and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing and that's what's going to happen at the rapture we'll be rescued from destruction and judgment transformation to a new and eternal and immortal body free from sickness or death no wonder why titus chapter 2 verse 13 refers to the rapture as the blessed hope the event that we as believers are joyously looking forward to However, as much as we are looking forward to this blessed event, we still long and are burdened for our unsaved loved ones, our prodigal sons and daughters. We want them to have this blessed hope and live eternally and miss the horrors of judgment. Which brings us to point number four the horrors after the rapture. The horrors after the rapture. According to biblical prophecy, immediately after the rapture, a seven-year period known as the Tribulation will begin. and During this time period, evil will spread without restraint. The diseases and natural disasters, the wars and the global upheaval, the financial ruin and other devastation that we see in our world today. Are nothing compared to what will happen during this seven year tribulation period. There will be great earthquakes and darkness. Revelation chapter 6, verse 12 says, Behold, there was a great earthquake. It continues to state that the sun will become black and the moon like blood. The stars will fall out of the sky. Revelation chapter 6, verse 13 states, At the stars of heaven, will fall to the earth. The word star here in Greek is the word aster, aster, where we get the word asteroid from. Water will become poisonous because of all the other natural disasters. Food will be in short supply. Crime and hatred will skyrocket. And even during this time period, there will be a trinity of evil, the Antichrist, He who tries to place himself in the position of Christ will rule the world and no one will be able to buy or sell anything unless they receive the mark of the beast as the Antichrist is referred to in scripture. It will be a horrible, horrible time. Do you really want to see and know that your sons and daughters get left behind to face all this? This is why we need to pray for our prodigals, without ceasing, to preach the word to them at every opportunity, that is, in season and out, according to the Scripture, and to be salt and light before them, living worthy of our calling. And like Ezekiel, we need to be the watchman for our prodigal sons and daughters, doing what we can do to warn them of the approaching dangers. That will come after the rapture. Which leads us to point number five the preparation for the rapture. The preparation for the rapture. There is only one way for our prodigal sons and daughters to be a part of this blessed hope and to have their names written in the book of life and spend all eternity with Christ in heaven. And that is to one, realize their need for a Savior. Two, Confess their sins, admitting their lost state in humility. Three, fully and completely and totally surrender their lives to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and accept Him as Lord of their lives and Savior of their souls. Again, I say this again and again. I do not believe we are living in the last days. I believe we are living in the last seconds, the very last moments. We need to be diligent in praying, maybe even fasting, for our prodigal sons and daughters. You know, the enemy has many of our prodigal sons and daughters bound in strongholds, in bondage to a variety of things. And sometimes, only prayer and fasting can break these bonds and overcome and pull down these strongholds. And as we pray, petition, and supplication, and intercede for our prodigal sons and daughters, we need to also enter prayer warfare and rebuke the power of the enemy, and plead the blood of Christ over our prodigal sons and daughters. And so it is my prayer and my hope. I'm glad, my son, and I thank God that my son accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. He will be raptured, and his name is written in the book of life. And my prayer, and I believe it is going to be answered, is that my daughter will come to a saving knowledge of Christ. You and I don't know when it's going to happen. It may happen tomorrow. It may happen a week from now, or a year from now. But we believe it will happen. God has His own timing. We don't know how it's going to happen. I've said this before. When Jesus called the fishermen, the Word of God says they immediately left their their nets. Matthew left his tax collector's booth and followed Christ. Oh, if it could only be that simple, that they would hear the Lord's calling and the prompting of the Holy Spirit, and jump up and fall on their knees. But there are times when, like Paul of Tarsus, the Holy Spirit had to knock Paul off his horse and blind him. It may take a Damascus road experience. And so we ask the Lord to do what needs to be done, to bring our prodigals to a saving knowledge of Christ, my own son. Was facing a personal crisis in his life when he ended up in my driveway at the end of his rope and crying and expressing what he was going through. And him and I spoke at length. And my son was an avid Bible reader and liked Christian music. But when I spoke to him, And I inquired of my son, asking him if he has ever actually surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. My son responded, well, I read the Bible, I believe the Word of God, I pray. And then I responded, yes, all those are good. But have you ever admitted your need for a Savior, repented of your sins, and surrendered your life to Jesus Christ? Anyone can read the Bible. And anyone can pray but have you ever surrendered your life to christ and made him the lord of your life and my son said no i have never actually done that And this took place about two weeks ago and my son prayed the prayer of faith surrendering his life to christ and accepting him as lord and savior it took a personal crisis a damascus road experience My son was knocked off his horse. That's what it took. And so let us continue to pray for our prodigal sons and daughters. Let us tell the Lord, have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way, like the hymnal says. We need to fully surrender our prodigal sons and daughters to the Lord to do what it takes in his own time. And it's my belief that your prodigal and mine will come to a saving knowledge of Christ. Well, we've reached a halfway point of our Parents of Prodigals podcast, and we're going to break into a musical interlude briefly. And when we come back, I would like to read a letter, a very special letter. I won't share anything more than that, but I want to share this letter with you and it does have to do with the rapture, and following that we will enter the throne of grace and lift up the requests that we have here for the deliverance and salvation of the prodigal sons and daughters that we will be interceding for this evening. So we are breaking into our musical interlude, and we will return shortly with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Please stay tuned.
1: all right well we welcome you to the second half of the
0: parents of prodigals podcast i pray and hope that that musical interlude was a blessing to you that the lyrics spoke to your heart and provided you with necessary encouragement strength and support you know i mentioned before our musical interlude that i was going to read a letter And there are many people, I have met them. There are people who have written letters, people who are born again believers and are looking forward to the blessed hope, who have actually written letters to their unsaved loved ones. Should the rapture take place at that moment or later on, they have written letters for their loved ones to read after the rapture takes place. Some of these letters have warnings and directions as to what to do. I'm going to read one such letter right now. If you are reading this letter, it is because my husband, children, and I have disappeared without a trace, along with perhaps millions of others worldwide. I am sure that there has been much speculation as to the cause of these disappearances. But there is only one real answer. Look around and see who it is who has gone missing. It will be anyone who confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, those who trusted only in Him for their salvation. Jesus has snatched His church out of the world for a very specific reason. God is about to pour His wrath out on the inhabitants of the earth. You have been left behind because prior to the rapture, the snatching away of true believers, you refused to believe in Christ for salvation, or to repent of your sins. You still have the opportunity to repent and ask Jesus to save you, but I will tell you the truth, your future is more uncertain now than it has ever been. There will be cosmic events, famines, floods, earthquakes, and plagues over the next several years that will wipe out a great portion of the world population of the earth. You only stand a one in four chance of being alive at the end of the next seven years, a time that the Bible calls the Great Tribulation. And if by chance you do survive and still haven't repented, then you will face the full fury of God's wrath when He returns at the end of that seven years. My advice to you, now that you have been left behind, is to ask Jesus to forgive you and save you. Ask him to give you a new heart so that you may follow him and be assured that you have a place in his kingdom. If you die without surrendering your life to Christ, you will spend eternity separated from God. You will suffer torment forever with Satan and his angels in the lake of fire. I do not want that to happen, and neither does God, and that is why He has made a way for you to be saved, and that is through Jesus Christ only. And here is my prayer for you, that you will surrender your life to the Lord, and you will have your name written in the book of life. And if you say the prayer of faith, surrendering your life to Christ. You are a Christian and you belong to Jesus. And it is important that you read his word and pray and ask God for the strength that you will need to survive the next several years. And now, as for what you are about to face, the political, economic, natural, and social upheavals that are no doubt going on right now that have been foretold thousands of years ago in the book of Daniel and Ezekiel and the book of Revelation. Find any believer you can who accepted Christ as well after the rapture and fellowship with them. You will face many hardships in the weeks and months ahead. You may even face martyrdom. In fact, in just a short time, a world leader is about to make his appearance on the world scene and make it mandatory to, make, to take an evil mark in order to buy or sell anything. No matter what happens, do not take that mark, because if you do, you cannot be saved. You will align yourself with the enemy of your soul if you do. No matter what, cling to God to provide everything you need during these desperate times. God loves you very much and has your best interests at heart. I am including a list of scripture references to get you started in your walk of faith. God bless you and keep you. And again, this letter was written by someone to their loved ones. When the rapture takes place, they want their loved ones to read that letter so that there is no mistake about what actually happened. There is no doubt in my mind that many false leaders and false prophets will try to explain away the rapture. In many different ways, maybe UFOs or natural phenomena. No, the Word of God clearly states that the Rapture is the event that was the cause of millions of born-again believers being taken up into the sky and taken out of this world so they can avoid and be rescued from the horrible judgments on a rebellious and unrepentant world. Again, We need to pray and fast and believe and plead the blood of Christ over our prodigal sons and daughters for their salvation. And so right now we have a list of names that we are going to read and pray for regarding their deliverance and salvation. Join me, touch and agree with me as we come before the throne of grace for these individuals. First we have in our list two young men, actually three young men, both with the same name. Two young men named Joshua and a young man by the name of Johnny. And these three young men have one thing in common, they are all under the stronghold and bondage of drugs and or alcohol. And the enemy wants to keep them bound and doesn't want to release them. But we are going to pray for both Joshua's and Johnny for their salvation. Join me and touch and agree. Heavenly Father, we lift up in prayer both these young men, both with the name of Joshua and this young man, Johnny, as well. Heavenly Father, you see that they are in bondage to a stronghold, a demonic influence of drugs and alcohol, either one or both of them. And Lord the enemy wants to keep them physically dependent with their bodies craving the drugs or alcohol and their minds dependent on it, believing falsely that they need these drugs and substances to cope with life. We touch and agree right now. We touch the hem of your garment, Lord Jesus, for physical healing. Let the body be free of any chemical dependency in the name of Jesus. Heal their bodies when it craves these substances. And when their minds tell them that they need the drugs and the alcohol to cope with pressure. Heal not just the body from physical dependency, but heal the mind from mental and emotional dependency as well, Lord God. Heal body and mind, soul and spirit. We just prevent Joshua and Joshua and Johnny before you. Speak to their hearts, Lord God. Let someone come their way who will witness to them. You have your own way and in your own time, Heavenly Father. So we commit these three young men into your hands. Do what needs to be done to save them. They may come quickly, or you may have to knock them off their horse in a Damascus Road experience. We surrender them to you. We plead the blood of Christ over them, and we rebuke the forces and powers of darkness that have them in bondage. We plead the blood of Jesus over these three young men. We believe you, Lord, for their deliverance from bondage and for the salvation of their souls. It is going to happen. It is happening, even now. We thank you and we praise you for their salvation, Lord. It may happen tomorrow, next week, next year, but we know it will happen. They will be on the road back home. They're already on the road back home. We praise you and we thank you for their salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Our next prayer request is for three young ladies. Three young ladies. Several weeks back, we had our pastor, Pastor Albert Feliciano, as a guest host on the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and a mom called from another state regarding her daughter named Gabby. And she expressed her love for her daughter and her concern for the issues that she was going through, for her salvation, and for her healing, both mentally and emotionally. We also want to lift up in prayer another young lady named Angelica, the daughter of a dear brother and sister, who sent this request in. And Angelica is not saved. And her lifestyle or the behaviors that she is exhibiting is a cause of great concern for her parents. (coughs) Excuse me. We lift up in prayer again. A young lady by the name of Valentina, and this young lady also is the daughter of a dear brother and sister from Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. All three of these young ladies are precious to the Lord. And again, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so we're going to lift up Gabby, Angelica, and Valentina in prayer before the Lord. Touch and agree with me. Father, we lift up these three young ladies, Gabby, Angelica, and Valentina, and Lord your word says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy is trying to ruin the lives of these three young ladies, keeping them miserable, depressed, in bondage to depression, and low self-esteem or guilt, mental and emotional anguish and torment. But Father, we just Touch and agree right now, and we pray for their deliverance right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We just lift these three young ladies up right now in prayer, and we pray that you free them from this bondage of low self-esteem, depression, any emotional or mental anguish or, or issues that they're facing right now. If there's any bitterness or resistance to the gospel, they may not want to hear the gospel or listen to the Bible. Lord, break down these strongholds, these mental strongholds, this resistance or bitterness or animosity to the things of God. If it's there, bring the stronghold down, Lord God. Our weapons are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Potent are mighty weapons that can pull down strongholds. And so we touch and agree in prayer, pulling down these strongholds and claiming deliverance for these three young ladies. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you touch the ears and hearts and minds of these three young ladies to make them receptive to the gospel. Let your word fall on good ground. Let it bear fruit. If someone's witnessing to them or if they hear the word of God through song or through scripture or through a track, however they may hear it, Lord God, don't let the enemy snatch the word from their hearts. Let it germinate and bring forth fruit. Save these three young ladies. Make them the women of God that we believe it's your will for them to be. We commit them into your hands, and we thank you and praise you. We're waiting for the praise report. It will come. We don't know when, but it is coming. Committing them into your hands, into your care. We trust you with them, Lord God, and we believe you for their deliverance and salvation. In Jesus' name, we thank you for Gabby, Angelica, and Valentina's salvation. Amen and amen. A while back... My dear brother Jamie Schock, who often works the board with me during our podcasts, shared a great testimony that his daughter, China, and her daughter's friend, his daughter's friend Alexa, both surrendered their life to Christ and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and we praise God for that wonderful testimony. The Lord answered the prayers of Jamie and his wife, their mom, China's mom. But there is no way the enemy is going to let this go unaddressed. You and I both know that prayer, ground that is gained through prayer, has to be held through prayer. And so there will always be a counterattack whenever there is a victory. And so the enemy is determined to counterattack China and Alexa to bring them back to former lifestyles and old ways and habits. But we are going to touch and agree for China and Alexa, that the Lord's hand be upon them and that there be a hedge of protection around them. Touch and agree with me right now. Father, we just thank you and praise you for the salvation, the deliverance and salvation of both China and Alexa. We praise you that you have written their names in the Book of Life. But now, Lord, we just want to lift them up in prayer. First and foremost, Lord God, that you protect both these young ladies from any counterattacks from the enemy who would love to see them backslide or return to old ways. Heavenly Father, put a hedge of protection around them. Fill them with your Holy Ghost, baptize them with your Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father. Give them power for living, consecrated, sanctified and holy to you, Lord God. The enemy wants them to compromise. Maybe the enemy is telling them, don't overdo it. Lord God, we just commit China and Alexa to your hands. Continue to make them the women of God. That we know you want them to be like Gabby, Angelica, and Valentina. Bless China and Alexa. Preserve them in the faith. Guard them. Keep them in the sheepfold, Lord God. Don't let the wolf come and steal them from the flock. Protect them. Shield them. Provide for them. Guide them. And abide with them, Heavenly Father. We commit China and Alexa to your hands. Give them a hunger for your word. Give them a strong desire. Make them prayer warriors. Help them to stay before you in prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Help them to rejoice in the Lord always. The joy of the Lord, let it be their strength. Give them perseverance and strength in this walk, Lord God. We thank you for keeping them and protecting them. We commit China and Alexa to your hands, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to lift up in prayer a gentleman by the name of Edgar. Edgar is the adult son of a dear brother and sister from Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, Rose and Frank. And Edgar, of course, we have prayed for him many times before. Edgar is perhaps involved, if he still is involved, in a certain lifestyle. And Edgar is familiar with the gospel, but he has not yet surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. We're going to lift him up in prayer. No more procrastinating. We're going to lift Edgar up in prayer right now. Heavenly Father, we just want to lift Edgar up in prayer, Lord God. He knows the gospel. He has heard the gospel. He has godly parents who I'm sure have witnessed to him and told him about the saving knowledge and power of Jesus Christ and father we just lift Edgar up and we pray that you break down any resistance it may be pride it may be procrastination he may think he doesn't need a savior tear that down Lord God help him to realize his need for a savior he may be procrastinating he may be thinking to himself there's plenty of time Lord put in his heart the sense of urgency that now is the accepted time, now is the day of salvation. Convict him of his sin, prompt him, Lord God, to surrender his life to you, touch his heart and his mind, remove the scales from his eyes. Rebuke the forces of darkness that are blinding him and don't want him to see the truth. The forces of darkness that may be telling him to wait, put it off. Maybe there may be a spirit that's telling him he's okay. Maybe a spirit is telling him that he can get by on the salvation of his parents. That is a lie from the enemy, Lord God. We believe so, and we pray that you convict Edgar of his sin, that he surrenders his life to Christ on his own. You can't get to heaven on the salvation of your family members. Help him to realize this, Lord God. Victim of his sin, deliver him from bondage, fill him with your spirit, and lead him to the foot of the cross. We commit Edgar into your hands, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to lift up in prayer my daughter, Megan. My son, Michael, has accepted Christ. And so please touch and agree with me, thanking the Lord for my son's salvation, but still lifting up my daughter for her salvation help me join with me in prayer father i thank you for my son michael that you have convicted him of his sin it it took a crisis in his life but you brought him to the foot of the cross you knocked him off his horse and gave him a damascus road experience now i pray that you give him an upper room experience and fill him with your holy spirit i thank you for his salvation Help me to disciple my son, Lord God. Give him a hunger and thirst to read your word continuously, to pray without ceasing, and not to neglect the fellowship of the saints. Bring him to a church. It may be sole purpose or another church, but give him a hunger for fellowship. Guard him and keep him. When he gets discouraged, encourage him. When he feels weak, strengthen him. Lord God, I thank you for saving his soul, for writing his name in the book of life. Preserve him in the faith, Heavenly Father. And now I lift up my daughter, Lord God. You see the obstacles to salvation, the bitterness towards the church, the anger towards the church, the focus on the hypocrisy of the church. Any excuse not to turn to you, Lord God. I pray that you break down these mental, emotional, psychological strongholds that are keeping her from humbling herself before you and realizing her need for you. Save my daughter, Lord God, open up her eyes to her lifestyle, to her way of life, convict her of her sin. Let her realize her need for you, Lord Jesus, so that she surrenders her life to you. Make her also the woman of God that you can make her Lord. Do what needs to be done, Father, to save her soul. In Jesus' name, I pray. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you because I know you're working. Like the song says, even when we can't see it, you're working. And I believe, I disregard any whisperings from the enemy that it's too difficult or there's no hope. Even when we can't see it, you're working. It's done in the name of Jesus. We touch and agree with Sister Thelma. It's done. It's done. Thank you, Lord. All these prayers are answered. It's done. Amen. We received a prayer request earlier this week, and we have been lifting this up in prayer. And now we're going to lift it up in prayer during the podcast. A husband and wife, a prayer request came in for Cliff and wife, Leslie, and they have long been backslidden. And a series of events, may have caused some bad blood among friends or family members, and Cliff and Leslie perhaps are bitter towards the church or have some animosity and resistance. They don't want to come back to the Lord or the church. and They want no discussion about God to them or their children. It's going to be our prayer that the enemy be commanded To take his hands off cliff and leslie and that cliff and leslie return back to christ let's touch and agree for this husband and wife and this situation father you know the details regarding cliff and leslie you know what happened you know the situation lord god you know the details and and who's involved and and what went down lord we just Leave that in your hands, Lord God. But right now, what we do pray for is that you touch Cliff and Leslie. Open up their eyes so that they see the important thing is the salvation of their souls. This is not about Christianity. This is not about Christians. It's about Christ. It's not about the church. It's about salvation. It's not about the here and now. It's about eternity. Lord, open up their eyes so that they see all these things, Lord God. Whatever resistance or animosity or bitterness is in their hearts, we rebuke it. It's evil. This is a satanic spirit making them angry or bitter or jealous or or mad or just be full of whatever negative emotions are there. The enemy does not want them to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we rebuke these negative emotions and these satanic spirits that are working in Cliff and Leslie to keep them from the foot of the cross. And we pray that you so- that the Holy Spirit soften their hearts, touch their hearts and heal their minds of all this anger and bitterness, Lord God. Men broken relationships, Heavenly Father. Put love in their hearts, Lord God. Speak to both Cliff and Leslie. Do what needs to be done to bring them and their children back to the sheepfold where the great shepherd can abide, provide, and guide. We pray for Cliff and Leslie that you save them, Lord God. Return them back. Heal their backsliding. Lord, your word says that you are married to the backslider, and that you can heal the backslider. Heal their backsliddenness, Lord God. Heal their hearts. Heal them, Lord God. We pray for Cliff and Leslie. We commit them into your hands. And we're going to continue to pray for Cliff and Leslie. This is not a one-time thing for any of these requests. We thank you and we praise you for answers to this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've reached the end of our time together and it's my belief that the Lord will honor these requests and answer them I don't know when and I don't know how but it will definitely happen we touch and agreed for these requests and now all we need to do is rejoice in the Lord prayer and supplication and thanksgiving and now that's time for the peace of God to rule in our hearts and minds as we after we bring these requests to the Lord, we need to rest in God's faithfulness. It will come to pass, and so we thank and praise God for this time together. I want to thank you for tuning in to this podcast. We will be returning, God willing, next Thursday, April sixth at seven p.m with the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Join me in a closing prayer, please. Father, I thank you for this time together, Lord God, when ironing was sharpening an iron. We praise you, Lord. We thank you for the word that was shared and the prayers that went up to you, Lord God. We believe you. We trust you. We love you. We are confident that you heard our prayers, that you will honor them, Lord God. You were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so we bring these requests to you, and we will continue to bring them before you. And I pray for all the parents of unsaved sons and daughters and those who are backslidden, that you give all these parents or guardians of prodigal sons and daughters peace and strength, and perseverance to continue to not give up not faint but continue to pray for their unsaved sons and daughters and when the enemy whispers in their ears that their loved ones are too far gone the situation may get worse before it gets better and the enemy would love to discourage us and to throw in the towel But your word says that men are always to pray and not to faint And so I pray for all of us who are parents of prodigals that we continue to pray and not faint and hold fast to our faith and to continue and trust and believe for the answers that we know will come. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I thank you for tuning in. Until next Thursday, April 6th, Continue in prayer steadfastly and watch therein. And most of all, remember, watch the road. Your prodigal, my prodigal, our prodigals, will be on it. God bless you, and good night.